there, welcome to the Chesa Pod. My name is Constance Hanakomu and this week we have none other than rapper Gigi Lemayne in the pod. She'll be chatting about her new single Menzi Gubane where she features Lady Do and Robert Boy. Not only that, but we chat Kizazi Moto, we chat collaboration with Rock and Co. We chat a lot of other stuff. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pot. Let's jump uh, right straight into it. Menzi Guban. Like, when I hear Menzi Gubani, I think the season actor, you know, he was in Generations, Mazui, and that's where my mind instantly goes. So, what is the song about, and how did the collaboration with Lady Do and Robert Boy, you know, come together? So, Menzi Gubani, uh, I, I love the fact that it explains itself. The minute you say the name and the surname, Menzi Gubani is a seasoned um, actor and thespian. He's somebody that's... Um, I've looked up to for the longest time. And I think the only regrets that I have is not getting to actually meet him. Because like you said, you know, from <clears throat> when he was Mazwi to, um, let me think, to, to, to Generations, to Isibaya, to all the other different stuff that he's done, especially for entertainment. Um, for me, my biggest regret is not being able to meet him, you know. Also, you know, with, with, with the song, my idea was that a lot of us pay tribute to, like, you know, the stars, you know, so you do, like, a, a stars, athletes, rather, athletes and sportsmen and politicians. And, you know, there's not a very big kind of camaraderie when it comes to people in entertainment and giving each other props. Um, although it, it has been there here and there, Um I've never really been able to do a song like that other than, you know, when I came in. And I also just felt that, you know, with Menzi Ngubane, um, it has been a while and I didn't want to do something where it would be like, okay, but he's left, he left a minute ago, you know, or he left, you know, he left last night, then everyone is jumping into the studio to do this song. I wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So, I mean, with Lady Do, she's a very fierce, <laughs> very fierce uh, a woman in the entertainment space. She speaks her mind um, and she can't go up against the boys, you know. Uh, for Robert, he has built a name for himself. He's somebody who was rooted in hip hop just like me. And he's created a name for himself in the entertainment industry, dance culture, music culture. You know, he's got his podcast going on as well. As well as in Tosh, who had one of the biggest songs, right? John Bullygate, you know, of when Mama Piano was on the rise. And um, he's very much into the Dariani old school, Sowetan kind of vintage, you know, vibe. And all three of these, like, very, for me, they're like A-list artists, right? They're traveling the world and they're doing amazing things. Some of them I've met outside of the country as well on work. How do I build this Power Rangers array of artists that are going to be able to represent on a song that is as strong as the character we're speaking about. And um, the biggest thing I think for me was to try and figure out how we were going to, as a hip hop artist, how then do we connect hip hop to Ama Piano whilst I still don't lose myself and they don't lose themselves. Nice thing about Robert is he's always been a rapper. 
I've been on songs with King Munada Makazi, so it wasn't going to be too difficult for me. But I still needed a bit of a flair, and that's where Must Be Dubs came in. So Must Be Dubs is the producer. He's, he's always been the producer for uh, the late Costa Tish. So he did Big and all these other songs that have always kind of lived in the limbo of is it hip-hop, is it Amapiano? And the reason for it was I wanted to be able to get hip-hop and Amapiano into a space where it's not like for this and retweet for this. Um, what's better? Do you prefer this or that? It's more like, listen, this is good music. It's current. It's relevant. The flagship right now is Amapiano. But we still have this amazing industry of rappers. And instead of us fighting each other to say this is bigger than that and that's bigger than that, let's come on to a song and collaborate. So that is basically me. Um, and another, I think uh, one thing that I, I feel the song is extremely blessed by is that we contacted the Men's Ngubani Foundation. Some of the proceeds of the song go to the Men's Ngubani Foundation Amazing. and what Ubaba stood for, you know. So there are many uh, things that he was involved in the community doing. And even after his death, his beautiful wife and children have continued that legacy. So it's not just a song where we're just going in and we're telling ourselves we want to perform it and it's going to be this big thing. It's a work of art that is going to produce charity work is going to produce opportunities for other people and it's also going to keep his memory alive whilst you're literally like dancing in the club having fun like grooving doing your tiktok video, whatever it is and that's what i always feel like art should be it should be a moment in time when you hear the song it takes you into a different space and everyone is thinking of something it may not be the same thing but you're thinking of something Look, you just described this collaboration beautifully. Um, I think the last time I spoke to you, we when you said you were leaving hip-hop and then, no, you're not, you're back. I think what you said at the time was that you're tired of being boxed as a hip-hop artist. Are you now living out the dream that you had a couple of years ago when we touched base where you said, look, I'm just going to be an artist, whether you are a piano, whether you're this or that, I'm going to jump on that beats and then mm. I'm going to be an artist. Yeah. Of course, and I'll always be rooted in hip-hop. I mean, I will upload a video of me rapping. And, um, like, I uploaded something today, and it's gotten so many hits. And I will always be that queen in hip-hop. Um, I will always be a pioneer for hip-hop. Can hip-hop live in other spaces? Yes. Will you still hear me on hip-hop songs? Absolutely. That doesn't change. The hip-hop um, um, part of me will always exist because that's my foundation. But will I then go in and play in studio with a Dumi Mkokstad who sings gospel and I feel like I've got something to say as an artist? Absolutely. You know, I think my biggest thing is I didn't want to be just called a rapper because before I was a rapper, I was called a poet, you know. And uh, when you're able to write music for yourself, you begin to understand how nice it is to exist in different spaces, different tempos, different genres, telling different stories. And um, it's okay for me to appreciate a makazi she may not be like a lyricist that like has bars or, you know, but there's something very special about what she offers um, to the industry. And if I feel like we can come together and do something absolutely amazing, why not? So I'm still on that. Um, however, I'm going to be releasing, you know, hip hop musicals. That's where I'm rooted in. But my collaborations don't necessarily think that they're going to be rooted in hip hop because as an artist, I also need to learn. I need to grow. I get very bored very quickly. So I, I, would, I would hate to be picking from the same pots all the time, you know. If there's a different dish or a different meal, I'm going to go out and try it. And right now, I really wanted to feel Lady Do. I wanted to feel Robot Boy. I wanted to feel Dosha's artist, see what we can come up with. And yeah. 
And do you think that that's what has sustained you, this kind of mindset that you have? I know a lot of people go into the industry with this one mindset of just sticking to one genre, feeling like, you know, they're betraying whatever it is that they started with. Do you think that that's what has sustained you to have this kind of longevity? You're not only a rapper or a hip-hop artist, you've moved on to business, you've been doing reality shows, and you are now actress on Kizazi Moto. I mean, <laughs> so do you think yeah, oh. do you think that that's what has sustained you over the years? Absolutely. And I think before being an artist, I've always been a young business person, you know. Uh, my parents owned tuck shops in the hood, uh, salons, taverns in the hood. Um, there, there's a part you come to where you're doing something you love and you realize that oh, on top of doing something you love, you can create legs to that vehicle and to that machine. So I, you know, my dream is for Gigi Lemayne to become a brand, um, not just an artist, because um, when when you become a brand, it's very easy for the artistry to live in different spaces. And that's what I want for my, for myself. So I think I am definitely, you know, now living out that dream. Um, it has not been realized. I'm not even where I want to be. There's so many things I want to do with in my life. You know, my role models include the likes of Mamba Sitana, uh, Kumalo, Mam Kwani Ferguson, you know, p- women who are sh- like doing the craziest things and, and, and they're succeeding at it. You know, a Rihanna who can have a fancy and uh, do so many other amazing things. Those are the women I look up to, women who, who get bored like me, women who, you know, it's not necessarily chasing the bag, but it's like, I want to make sure that whatever I am doing becomes the ultimate bag through the fact that I was able to create legs through this artist brand named Gigi. So I, I definitely think this is just the beginning. And let's jump into the Disney animation, Kizazimoto. At the time, you couldn't get into what the name of the character was and everything. We just were all excited at the time <laughs> that you were on it. Yeah. So now can you just tell us a bit about the character, um, how you found filming the whole thing or how you found the whole experience for you and what you feel this is going to do for South African, you know, be it African storytellers who are into the animation space? Listen, dream come true. I am... I, I, you know, you know, there are many things that I said I was going to do in my life, and I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, at in my twenties, I, I always said I, you know, when I retire, I want to become this cartoon director because I've got all these different voices, and um, you know, there are certain things I did at school, you know, that alluded to the fact that eventually I probably would have become a hectic voiceover actress. I remember there was a time listening to of course the FM. I don't know if you remember. But they were like there were these stories that they used to tell like uh, late morning, where you literally hear like it's a play but it's on on radio and they're playing it, you know. And for the longest time, I wanted to do that. So when Kizazi Moto happened for me, the craziest thing was firstly I didn't expect it to be at this age, and I didn't expect it to be at the level that it was at. I understand that like the people that were chosen to do that do this for a living, the likes of Candice Mudisele, the likes of uh, Pearl Tusi, you know. So for me to be like in a space like that and to be trusted with the main character of one of the, the, the episodes for me was crazy. I, I really have started to believe in manifestation a lot. And I guess it speaks to the Disney dream and what happened with Kizazimoto because once I stopped like interacting and going out, like when, when you know, as artists, you, you get excited with um, 
the trends and now you're going out even though you're not necessarily making money and 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 but when I started slowing that down and completely like investing my time into um 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 dreaming you know something like that happened so for me Kizazimoto is probably one of the biggest achievements of my career that's how I feel it's one of the biggest achievements of my career for some people it's very minuscule it sounds very small but for me it's everything because I, I grew up watching these cartoons. Um, I, I wanted to be a princess so bad, but then I wanted to be a warrior so bad, but I wanted to be a black princess. Oh no, like a black warrior. And that's exactly what I became. You know, Rumbi Zai is a black young female like us with beautiful nappy hair. And she, she, she looks like me and she speaks like me, you know? So to be in a space like that where I didn't even have to act like some white old man in their 50s out in some, you know, space, but I could act like somebody who's relatively like me. Ah, it's for me, it's, it's, it has to be one of my biggest appreciations and thank yous to the universe, you know, for Yes. Um. And um. Th- does this inspire you in any way to kind of pursue acting? I know that it's just a voiceover, but I mean, you've got a feel of <laughs> how it is to play yeah. somebody else. Did this inspire you in any way to try and pursue acting? I I feel like let let's see what the universe brings at me. Um. I I would actually love to pursue animation more. Um. Voiceover work more. Card, you know the cartoon space more I think um, I, I, I think I think I think I, I might just outdo myself in those spaces so um, I, it's definitely something to think about maybe you're planting a seed now I thought my hands were full but, <laughs> but now actually maybe that is something to consider yeah yeah. Um, you also had a collaboration with Rock and Co. Um, is that still work? How is that working out for you? Are you guys still in partnership? And how did that collaboration yeah. with the shoe brand come about? Look, you have your hands in different cookie jars <laughs> as yeah. it stands. Like, how are you juggling? Firstly, how that collaboration came about and how is it doing? And then, how are you juggling all these different hats that you're wearing at the moment? It's going absolutely amazing. The Danji and Cochran family are uh, such darlings. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been so lucky to experience them uh, where I've learned so much about, you know, just the art of retail and the, that it's not as easy as people think it is. And uh, going into it now, I, I really would like to solidify myself more, not just through a partnership, but probably through ownership. And it's it's crazy that, you know, you, you go into spaces to, yes, collaborate and hopefully you make money. But I think the biggest thing you get out of it has to be empowerment, you know. So whichever way it goes, I think the one thing that I've been taught by Dangeon Harkin is the art of retail, understanding that there's so many dynamics to it, but also understanding how important like ownership is, how important equity is, how important uh, the brand is that you're selling, how you need to understand every soul from every zip from every color to every design of shoe like that is so important there's a character that exists within that um i've learned so much in terms of the business world as well but definitely as a creative you know i went from being like one of the most you know, trickily dressed artists you know in, in entertainment to now like actually taking it seriously because of because of rock and pop so I'm I'm just super grateful for the experience, uh, the expertise, and the knowledge that they've instilled with me, instilled in me. 
Um, and it, it does get very tricky. I get very tired. Like when, when I hit the pillow at night, I am very tired, man, from like the musician Gigi to the business person Gigi to the podcasting Gigi. You know, it's 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 there, but I wouldn't choose any other like life. I, I wouldn't pick any other life. I'm I'm glad to be me and I'm glad that these strides are happening. And I mean, even with rock and codes, it's 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 a, it's I'm lucky in the sense that I, I keep my business relationships and I've kept them for so long. Monde Dube, who is my um, executive producer for my music videos, is actually the reason for, you know, that partnership. So big thank you to him. He literally introduced me to Danji and Kalkin and Rock and Co. And um, uh, yeah, my team jumped into that uh, opportunity. And uh, yeah, I'll always be thankful to Monde Dube, I think. He definitely <laughs> saw something in me and he passed it my way, not expecting anything in return. And, and I'm grateful. He always encourages me to learn. And I think that's the biggest friend you can have, a friend that wants you to learn and a friend that wants you to succeed. Mm. Um, you just touched a, a little bit on the fact that you also have a podcast. Look, ma'am, <laughs> oh, you're shaking the table with your podcast. It's not only the views that you have when you're hosting somebody, but your own personal views. I watch and I'm like, yes, Gigi, guys. And then you apologize. I think what that that tickles me every time. You're like, I'm sorry to the yeah. feminists. I'm sorry. But, you know, um, <laughs> what gave you that confidence to, you know, that sometimes I always tell uh, my boss sometimes I'm like you know some opinions I feel for me need to stay in my head I don't think other people need yeah. to hear what I'm thinking uh, but here you are making it work and you're touching on very contentious issues and you know coming up with off the grain way mm. of thinking you know it's not like what everybody feels and thinks um, what gave you that confidence to just be comfortable in being a rapper, you know, you guys are always under scrutiny in terms of what you think, what you wear, mm -hmm. what you say, and all these kinds of things. What gave you the confidence to just let go and let live? You know what? I've always been a radicalist. Uh, you know, I'm so glad that I live in a time where brands, brand safe is not a thing anymore. Um, I definitely was inspired by the likes of, you know, Mac G and... Um, I mean, I'm from a journalist, you know, background. I'm from a journalist background. Um, I, I, I studied, you know, and it would be a pity that, you know, as somebody who is a critical thinker, I'd be expected to just sit in the studio and make music all day. I think some of the greatest uh, minds had an opinion, you know. Uh, the Bob Marley's, you know, the Miriam Makeba's, uh, so many and I think that's something that we've we've lost as a generation everyone wants to be brand safe oh no if you do this then this is gonna happen and this, you know if you do that that's going to happen I'll give you a shoe um brand for an example right it's it's rock and co it's about being a rebel it's about being a rock star it's about being daring it's about being exciting it's about being unpredictable so surely brands that feel that that's what they stand for will levitate towards me and the brands that want to be safe and you know just get their money and go home they can do that you know so I think um one thing that I have started becoming and have become is my true self there is nothing wrong with having an opinion that does not fit the description of everyone Tangi Bao said to me um and I actually spoke about it um on a, on on on, a, on, a, on what a week with DJ Fresh she actually said something to me that had me tossing and turning. 
do you want to be one of these artists that comes and goes? Or do you want to be one of one, Gigi Lamain, you do it. And the day your coffin hits the ground, you know that you lived your life to the fullest, you said what you had to say, and you lived your life the way you needed to live it. Because I, as somebody who came into the industry not conventionally pretty enough, my teeth went right. This wasn't right. I'm overbite. Oh, she she can rap, but this is the problem with her. That, you know, and I've, I've had my own mental health struggles, just like anyone else. I had to begin to understand that in the world, we're all crazy. It's just some people have found what's wrong with them and some people have not. Some people are denied, some people are not. Everybody in the world goes through something at some point and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And if I'm one of creative thinkers and I can go out and make people understand that sometimes, you know, um, what, what glitters in gold is not always gold. And I'm able to remind you that you are human. You have your own instinctual rights. There is society, but you are your own thinker. Um, I think that's what I want to live for. I want to become that one one that Kanye talks about. I don't want to be that artist that just blends in and gets excited that I've been nominated for this. I've 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 done it. I've 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 I will. I would love to carry on doing it and winning awards and being nominated. But there's just so much more to life. And what would hurt me the most is knowing that my name goes down in history and I did absolutely nothing except rap. Like, what a boring life. Shit that you've had when you were coming in and obviously developing as a young female rapper in the industry, there was always a little bit of this and that that wasn't going well in terms of obviously how you were critiqued and every other thing that people were picking apart about you, your music, whatever. And look at where, were you, where you are now. So what are some of the, what, what's the work that you put in to be able to be here? Because this is in itself, like it reads like a book. You know, when we look back to how you started even though you were keeping your head down, you didn't start a lot of beefs with people and you were kind of, you know, on the straight and narrow, according to my memory, that is. Um, and, but still, you were just part of a few groups of people that were always criticized and stuff like that. But you always kept your cool. Now, here you are now, everything on the outside while we're looking in is that everything is going so well for you. What, what are some of the things that were keeping you or keeping your head above water when all of that noise What's happening around you? Um, yo, I think it's that I was looking forward to the woman I'm becoming now. I think for me, the biggest thing, like I couldn't wait for it because you know when there is so much noise around you. I mean, I've had to like, uh, what's what's MT's? Uh, I'm a boss, so you know I had to fire a lot. You know, um, I had to, I had to play with letting go, and sometimes it's firing bad friends or firing just loyal friends or friends you're not sure about or the two-faced friends or you know um the manager that speaks speaks big but delivers nothing you know um the constantly drunk people around you you know they're just they're just things that you you need to to pick apart you know um I'm somebody who's a social drinker there's absolutely nothing wrong with it but I needed to become selfish and the moment I was waiting for is what made me so resilient. I knew that I would get to this point and I'm still going to go further, but it required a certain level of discipline, sacrifice, discernment, and detachment from what the world has made itself seem to me. I was not happy, you know, in the times of, I, I was not happy, like coming into an industry where there's just 
so much to take in and everyone wants to take from you. And now I literally stare at my phone ringing and I'm not going to pick it up if it doesn't make sense to me, if it's not work-related or somebody I care about. I'm just not subscribing anymore. And I think for me, the biggest testimony is that I want people to learn to be selfish. You know, be selfish with your time. Be selfish around, you know, your loved ones. There's a song by Lord called Stoned at the Nail Salon where she reminisces about when she was younger and she had her mom and, you know, she now realizes that her mother's getting older. So while we were being infatuated by all sorts of stories, oh, somebody has escaped from prison and this and that has happened, time is passing us by and we're never going to get that time back to actually enjoy the people around us who have been there for us, um, who have been given to us by God, by the universe, and just like enjoying the greater things in life. You have no idea. I'm really okay now with chilling at home, getting a little drunk, talking to my best friend, you know, um, being around my partner, being around my family, and then still going out and meeting with industry acquaintances and partying, you know? And I'm so grateful that I've learned this already in my 20s. So God knows what is expected of me in my 30s or 40s. But I'm so glad that I understand that concept now. The concept of selfishness is so important because people will literally take, take, take from you and you'll find yourself just another story, just another artist who fizzled out, washed out, had no friends, had no home, had nothing because you were so busy being selfish, wanting you know, uh, validation, spending time and money on things and people who don't matter. Gigi, if you were, how would you define the chapter that you're in right now? Oh, this is the chapter of actualization. <laughs> this is the chapter of the demigoddess. This is the chapter of the one of one that Kangimbao spoke about. And um, once again, you know, that's only a friendship I'm bringing into light now. Because once again, it's such a beautiful peace that we have around each other. But it's also a story that I feel I need to tell vividly because this is one Black woman to another. Somebody who's been through a lot, come from a lot, and has risen above. And I always look at her and I say, my word, had you been somebody else, you would have taken your life, you would have given up, you would have fizzled out, and you still keep going. And that's why I tell that story. Because it's not expected. She is not my mother. She's not my blood sister. She is not my relative. She does not get money from me. But does she see something in me that needs to be corrected because she sees a brighter light? Absolutely. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> are you working on your album? <laughs> absolutely. We are working on the album. It is going to be absolutely. It's an EP, actually. And then we're going back to hip hop. So this EP is world music. We're featuring people from around the world, courtesy of Paradise Worldwide. I'm really excited about that. Um, this is my first signing outside of South Africa. This is a European company, a global company. Um, they're responsible so, for so many amazing things that have happened with so many amazing artists across the world. Um, so now I get to experience the world. I've been touring already outside South Africa, but now I get to tour even more. Um, and just be like, ex just be open-minded about it. I'm going out to collaborate. Um, and then after that, we drop the hip hop album. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited about um, the experience, you know, learning about new people and new things. I suppose you don't have the release date yet. So you must just keep our eyes peeled. Eyes to the ground, ears to the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. It definitely won't be on the 23rd of November. 
because I heard Nicki Minaj is dropping them, and she's our mom. For our generation, she's our mom. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's gonna drop in the second half of the year, but it's not the twenty third of November. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you so much, Gigi, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you. And that's it for this week's edition of the Chesa Pod. Remember that you can find your latest podcasts, review, and subscribe for free on Iono.fm, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Player.fm, and Pocket Cast. You can also find us or follow us on Twitter at Chesa Live. And the Chesa Pod is a Times Live production. And our producer is Demi Buzo. I have been your host, Constance Hanakomu. Until next time, bye.